Hello, and welcome to the Heart Awake podcast. This is Janessa. It is wonderful to connect with you. And in this episode of the podcast, we are looking at the full moon in Gemini that is happening on Saturday, December 18th at approximately 1134 p.m. Eastern time zone here in the U.S., Let's get into this energy. This is a pretty significant astrological event because even though we are outside of the most recent eclipse portal, this full moon is in Gemini. And the last eclipse portal, the uh, solar eclipse in Sagittarius, was the final eclipse in the Gemini-Sagittarius eclipse series that started last year, June of 2020. If you want to learn more about that entire eclipse series and eclipses in general, I encourage you to take a look at the last couple of episodes I've put out there on eclipses. There's a lot of really good information there. And the reason why that's relevant is because, again, this full moon on Saturday, December 18th, or, you know, wherever you are in the world, it may be a slightly different day. <laughs> this is in the sign of Gemini. So even though it is not an eclipse, it's not close enough to the nodes of the moon to be considered an eclipse or to create an eclipse, it is a punctuation point for whatever was brought up for you for us in Gemini and Sagittarius for the last year and a half or so. So you can look at your chart and see where's Gemini located in your chart. Is the sign of Gemini located in your first house, third house, eighth house, <laughs> fill in the blank, and see if you have any planets in the sign of Gemini. Because that is where a lot of this energy is going to be focused for this lunar event. And I'm going to do a few things in this episode. I really like to cast the chart for the astrological event we're looking at. And so what I do is I actually create the chart, treating it as if the astrological event is like a, a little person <laughs> being born in the world. You could think of it that way and cast the chart for that specific date and time to see where are all of the planets? What are the relationships that they're currently in? And what themes can we glean from that? What, what can we take to use this astrological information, this energetic information into our lives so we can feel more empowered and feel like we have greater choice? with what we do, how we choose to think, how we choose to act. This for me is transformation and it is growth and it is evolution, the ability to choose. And choice is also a reflection of our health and our well-being. So this is really critical stuff we're talking about when we look at the theme of choice. And isn't that funny that even in this podcast episode so far, I've probably said the word choice many times, and choice is connected to these themes, themes, these Gemini themes of variety, of the ability to look at lots of different information, many options, and the invitation is to use our discernment around what we choose to engage in. So let's look at this chart. Let's start to break this down, pull it apart, understand what's going on. <laughs> so when I look at this chart for the full moon, I'll state it again in case you want to pull up the chart yourself or just want to reiterate and, and remind yourself, depending on where you are in the world, you can go out and see the full moon. Um, if it's a clear night sky, I encourage you to do so and actually create an embodied relationship 
with this lunar event, meaning you are physically outside, you're, you're seeing this, you are feeling the energy. When the full moon comes to its culmination around 11.34 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, December 18th, the moon will be at 27 degrees of Gemini. And because it's a full moon, of course, that means the sun is exactly opposite the moon. So that places the sun at 27 degrees of Sagittarius. When I look at this chart, what I find notable is that the ascendant or the horizon, in other words, is in the sign of Virgo. It's at 16 degrees of Virgo. And Mercury rules Virgo, just like it rules Gemini. So that means that Mercury is the ruler of the chart at this time. That means that Mercury is a very significant planet in this lunar energy, this part of the lunar phase in the lunar cycle. And Mercury is located at eight degrees of Capricorn. So what does this mean? Well, all of this places the ascendant, of course, in the first house. This means that the moon is in the 10th house. Gemini is in the 10th house for this chart. The sun is in the fourth house. And Mercury in the sign of Capricorn at eight degrees is in the fifth house. So the 10th house, 4th house, 5th house. Let's do a quick recap of some of these themes for these areas of life. The 10th house is our public life. I think of it as our contribution to some sort of greater experience, larger whole, our, our legacy and our work. It can sometimes also be what we place on a pedestal or, or simply is just more visible to our external communities and our world. The fourth house, where the sun will be located, is our private life. It's also not just family and home. The word that comes to mind is subterranean. It is under the dirt. It is what is behind closed doors related to that sense of privacy. And then Mercury in Capricorn, the fifth house, that's the house of creativity, creation, children, birthing things into the world, but also this sense of playfulness, the romance, right? I, I think of it as the romance of the process that leads to our creation, whether we are literally romancing each other and then having babies, <laughs> or we are romancing our ideas. We're romancing our creativity. We're romancing our inspiration. We're romancing our hobbies and our interests. So all of these themes can be quite relevant. And, and there are a couple other features of this chart that I'd like to highlight. We have Jupiter at 28 degrees of Aquarius, which will be trying the moon in Gemini, which also then makes it sextile the sun. What, what does this mean? This is a lot of like astrological gobbledygook language. <laughs> what this means is Jupiter is expanding. Jupiter is creating a sense of growth. It can also be magnifying the energy of the moon. And Jupiter is the planet associated with our beliefs and our philosophies, the wisdom that we gain by integrating our experiences, by expanding our horizons as well, traveling, moving beyond our comfort zones. The other feature of this chart that stands out to me is that Mercury, the ruler of the chart, which I've said is in Capricorn at the time of this full moon, 
is locate or is actually square rather to Chiron, the asteroid Chiron, which will be at eight degrees of Aries in the eighth house. So again, this is a lot of like astrological mumbo jumbo language. <laughs> what this means is because it's a square instead of a trine, which is a little bit more of an energetic flow, a square creates like a kink in the energetic system. It is something that is being asked to be seen, to be resolved, to be addressed. And Mercury is our thoughts. It's related to our ability to connect the dots. Chiron is often referred to as the wounded healer. It's it's the part of us that takes these experiences, these wounds, these things we've been through and helps us integrate them, but not just integrate them for our personal benefit, but rather integrate them so we can show up in the world as a more embodied human helping other humans, right? Like through our experience, offer that wisdom. So collectively, we can heal more, we can grow more, we can learn more. So these are all themes that could be coming up around this lunar event. And I want to dive into a couple more of the astrological qualities for this, because basically what we just did here, what I just laid out for you, <laughs> is the landscape, okay? Where are the characters of this play? Where are the planets? What signs are they located in? What houses are they located in? What are the general themes associated with those locations and those relationships. But we, we want to take it a step further and understand what does full moon energy mean? What's the significance of that? Well, the full moon is a culmination point. And as I mentioned in particular, this one, this event, is like a wrap-up. It's, it's like the phrase that comes to mind is crossing T's and dotting I's. <laughs> <laughs> being um, almost like applying that very mercurial quality of wanting to take in as much take in as much information as possible from these eclipses we've been through for the last year and a half, taking all that information, all that data, and understand what is the wrap up the final chapter of that story that we've been living. Because this is how I think of astrology. I'm going to go on a quick tangent here. <laughs> I don't think astrology happens to us. I think astrology happens for us. Astrology is a modality. It is a system that offers us the opportunity to provide some context, provide a framework for what we're moving through, understand the bits and the pieces of the stories of our lives and put ourselves back into the creator's seat, the driver's seat, so to speak, so we can feel more empowered to take in this information of everything that's going on around us, as well as what we've been through, our past experiences, and synthesize it, integrate it, so we can show up moment to moment and choose, choose to create the lives that align with who we are authentically. This is potent work. <laughs> this is lifelong practice. This is not something that just happens in the course of a full moon or in a series of eclipses or 
whatever time frame you want to choose, this is part of just simply being human and learning how to be human. <laughs> like we often are not taught how to be human. <laughs> and I think astrology offers a really beautiful frame for seeing these energies, seeing, seeing these themes playing out in our lives and the lives of others and noticing how they all exist inside each of us. So I'll get off my little soapbox there. But I just wanted to say that because often there is this language, and, and I, I do this as well at times. You know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I, I have my own, my own limitations that I work through, and my own meaning limiting beliefs and, and struggles. And my human self <laughs> can sometimes influence the message that wants to come through. Um, but this is not meant to be something that we need to be afraid of or or worry what's going to happen to us. No, it's not that at all. And, and maybe I wanted to say that because the next topic I want to talk about has nuance. And it is the the fact that the sun will be near the galactic center in Sagittarius at the time of this full moon in Gemini. So what that means is um, well, let's just start with the galactic center because you may or may not have heard that phrase. Sometimes it's spoken about in astrology. Sometimes it's not given much attention. But the galactic center is the rotational center of the Milky Way galaxy. And there's a black hole <laughs> located there, and it's called Sagittarius A. Right now, the galactic center, this massive black hole, like so much bigger than the size of our sun, is located at around 27 degrees of Sagittarius. And it moves one degree through the zodiac eh, every 70, 72 years or so. Okay, so it's a slow moving point that we can track energetically and astrologically. Well, what is a black hole and why is it significant that the sun for this full moon, the sun, which is going to be illuminating the moon, and our embodied experience, our emotional experience, our somatic experience, why, why does this matter? Well, a black hole is a part of space where gravity is so strong that light cannot even escape it. A black hole has this, um, it's called an event horizon, and you can almost think of it as like, its barrier or its surface or its edge. And it's the point where once something crosses that event horizon, it can no longer escape. The gravitational pull is so strong that nothing can leave it, right? It, it sucks in energy. It sucks in light. It sucks in matter. It's like the point of no return. And black holes, you know, there are a lot of theories around this, but black holes are theoretically born and, of course, they can grow. And black hole theory says that they are often formed or can be formed by a star exploding, which is a supernova. These are pretty big <laughs> themes with the sun located right at the galactic center. And I would encourage you to look at the sign of Sagittarius in your chart and see, is there anything right around 27 degrees of Sagittarius? Because if you do have a natal planet there, 
there is a very hefty influence that the galactic center plays in your life in general. And that's a topic that you could dive into through your own studies or working with an astrologer. You could work with me if you're interested in having a session. But this black hole presence needs to be connected to themes around Gemini and Sagittarius and this full moon in a delicate way because I do believe it's an empowering energy. Um, Often humans, you know, even with the language that I just used around the point of no return and (laughs) this black hole energy, like you cannot escape it from the human perspective, that can feel overwhelming. That can feel like we're being trapped somehow. And let me tell you, with Gemini and Sagittarius, those are two mutable signs in astrology. They are not that feeling of being trapped. Gemini is is an energy. It's an air sign. It's mutable. It's, it's variety. It's connections. It's networks. Sagittarius is a fire sign, the mutable fire sign. It's related to freedom and exploration and growth. And so what does it mean to have the sun for this full moon conjunct or at the same place essentially as the galactic center as this massive black hole directly opposite the moon and shining that light? The sun is shining the light on the moon. All this black hole is there essentially like energetically sucking in everything around it. (laughs) If we paint that picture. The phrase that comes to mind for me around this is... Understanding for yourself how these energies are reflected in your own life and your own relationships and experiences. Where is the release point for the pressure, the pressure release point for a huge amount of energy, which is what a black hole is. Like it just consumes energy. It keeps taking things in. Where do you get that release? Where do you need to have that release? Because when we continue to take in so much information, which is that Mercury and Gemini energy, we take it in, we take it in, we take it in. And that Sagittarius and Jupiter energy of, well, I just want more. I want to explore more. I want to expand more. I need more freedom. I need to grow. At what point does that cross the edge? At what point? Do you go, oh, whoa, here's, here's the point of no return? I can't answer that for you. These are big questions, and it very much depends on where this is playing out in your life. But what, what I do feel very strongly about, not just as an astrologer, but as a, a soul and a spirit just like you having this human experience here on Earth, is that so much power can be sourced from taking responsibility. This is the Mercury in Capricorn energy. As I mentioned, Mercury, because this is a Virgo rising chart, Mercury rules both the ascendant as well as the moon in Gemini. And being in Capricorn, there's this sense of of structure, of responsibility, of tradition and convention and the rules and the principles that we live by. Not from a place of feeling trapped 
by those rules. As I've said, take that mythology, take that energy, take that that symbology of the black hole, and instead of feeling powerless, use that story to your benefit. Ask yourself, where in my life am I approaching a point of no return? (laughs) And how can I take responsibility for that? How can I exercise choice around that? And sometimes in life, we do need to come to a point of explosion or combustion (laughs) or collapse, (laughs) right? Like sometimes we need to be that supernova star that just explodes and collapses and then we turn into our own black hole and we we somehow find our way through it and pull ourselves up out of it even if it doesn't feel like that in the moment there's always the opportunity to choose and take the shame out of it Take the shadow out of it. I think that's another reason why black hole mythology and stories, it's its sort of like it captures our imagination, right? Because there's this fear of the shadow. There's this fear of the dark. There's this fear of the unknown that is so ingrained in our human psyche and our collective story of, well, what if I get involved in this thing? I get involved in this job, this relationship, this place, this situation, this behavior. And it gets to the point, to that point of no return, and I really do get sucked in and I can never find my way out. That is, that's a reason I think why a lot of people hesitate to commit. Because on the flip side, if, if I never commit, if, I've, if I never fully take, let, let's take that Capricorn energy, If I never fully commit to this plan, to this endeavor, to this relationship, to this job, to this body, (laughs) to this human experience even, (laughs) then I don't have to take responsibility for it. I don't have to own it. I don't have to actually practice what does it mean to be a sovereign being. And this is that Aquarian energy. Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius according to traditional Western astrology. And as I mentioned, Jupiter in this chart is at 28 degrees of Aquarius trying the moon. And the word that so often comes to mind for me around Aquarius is sovereignty, being a sovereign being, a sovereign human. And sovereignty is something that plays out in so many dimensions of our lives relational sovereignty, financial sovereignty, health sovereignty. What does it mean to be sovereign? It means we take responsibility. We take responsibility for our experience. We also take responsibility for our impact on others. We have a set of principles that we endeavor to live by and honor. We have a sense of who we are, And when we're in relationship, where do I end and where do you begin? And what is this thing, this relationship that we're creating? So there are many themes here that we've gotten into around this full moon in Gemini. And what I would encourage you to do with this full moon is allow the light, allow the illumination Allow the consciousness, the awareness, 
to show you how these themes are playing out in your life. And to ask yourself, where can I take more of that responsibility for my experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say in particular, because it is the moon and Mercury is playing such a large role, it could be very specific to your emotional experience and your mental experience. And use that insight. Don't just leave it. <laughs> right? This is Gemini and Sagittarius after all. Gemini ruled by Mercury a planet associated with the details, and Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter, a planet associated with insights, with synthesis. Don't leave it at just gathering bits here and there. Embrace the wisdom that becomes clear to you this weekend or whenever you listen to this. Because this is the thing, too, about astrology and energy and archetypes. Even if you're listening to this episode after the full moon, there's something here. There's always something in the language and in the story that can activate us if we allow it to do so. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for diving into this black hole with me <laughs> of this story around the full moon and Gemini. And if there was something in this episode that resonated with you, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, leave a five-star rating and or positive review. That's always appreciated. If you're interested in working together, you can find more information on my website, janessanickel.com. I have a private coaching program. I also offer private sessions for quantum astrology. And I'm excited to announce that I have a mini course that is now live that I have birthed into the world, speaking of the fifth house, <laughs> um, and that is Astrology for Awakening. So it is a seven-module course with multiple bonuses that dives into the energy of the planets, and it is intentionally designed so you can better relate to and connect with these planetary energies. Because the way that I practice astrology, the way that I use astrology for myself as well as with others is this is a co-creation process. These are energies and archetypes that we can collaborate with to create and manifest. That's part of the magic available to us as both these cosmic and carnal beings. <laughs> so that being said, if you're interested in that, you can find more information at janessanickel.com slash courses. Uh, let's see what else. I think that's it as far as announcements. I'm sending you a huge energetic hug as we move through this full moon portal. And until we connect again, from my heart to your heart, I love you.